Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. On to SEC play now, and that's what I wanted to bring Coach Zimmerman in to get his thoughts on the non-conference schedule, kind of put a bow on it. And appreciate you, Coach, coming on on short notice on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. How are you? Oh, great, Justin. Happy New Year, man. 2024, it's a beautiful thing. we got beautiful weather in Fayetteville. It's a little cold, but uh, it sure is nice. And as you said, non-conference behind us, Hogs 9-4, and 7-1 and one at, uh, at home, and 2-3 and three neutral. Hogs are 9-4, and four, and it's SEC time. Well, it seemed like uh, we were just talking about Menifee, Coach. He was exactly what Arkansas needed. They were looking for – it looked like a guy that uh, – I don't know. It seems like there was a little discombobulation to me, a lot of guys playing as individuals, not necessarily in a, as a cohesive unit. And I know he was talking about taking what came to him, and obviously he got a lot of things that came to him the other day. How big of a key do you think he'll be going forward, and how much difference does he? do you think the team – how much different do you think the team will look with him in the mix going forward too? I'm like everyone else. I'm pretty caught up with him, you know, and, and how well he is doing. And you can kind of see it in the summer, what he brought to the team. Just kind of could. Now, this is, you know, coach is not a big scrimmage guy. So it's not like you go up there and see all these, you know, him going against Devo or him going against Battle and, and seeing all this stuff. But as you pick things out through all the drill work and through the scout team work as they get into the fall, you could see he was kind of the guy that was the floor general, the best point guard of all the guys, and the guy that would kind of could kind of stir the drink the best. Right. But then he was ineligible. And so when that news hit, you know, I don't know, it was about July, then you were like, well, shoot, that that, that kind of hurts a little bit. And the Hogs, you know, that kind of led the Hogs to go get Denajay Harris, Chandler Lawson, all kind of late because you knew you were going to have this scholarship. But now with NIL, you can do other things and other ways that, you know, you can help student-athletes get by. And so Arkansas is in a pretty good spot because now basically you got 14 guys that, were recruited uh, scholarship guys to come here, and he getting eligible was exactly as you said what the team needed. The only that yeah, it'd be nice to have a a seven foot low post guy that could you know was getting a double double every game. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we needed a point guard more than we needed a big man. Well, how about and a... we've got a ton of a ton of other guys in between. So getting him eligible that happening in December was big. No doubt. How about a 6'11 guy that can score it in Jalen Graham and, and a big performance from him the other day. 16 yeah. points coach and you know we, we've seen him explode offensively before but the big thing we've heard about from Coach Musselman over the couple of years he's been there is where's the defense, where's the rebounding? Well he, he gave him six boards the other day in his 26 minutes and change on the floor right. so got to be happy with that. Yeah absolutely and he's the best inside guy that we have that can score the basketball and really was last year too, mm-hmm. um, and Coach always talked about the defense, and, and I'm the coach is the one that gets to make the decision to put him out there. So I'm sure that was his biggest beef. To me, it was a lot of times last year he had turnover issues, and when things would get going, he would just could not make a foul shot, you know. And he was, you know, last year here he went 13 of 35. You know, Justin, you left-handed, you might make 13 out of 35, mm-hmm. and so you know he he was shooting well below 40 percent. And I think every time Coach got confidence in him last year, he'd either turn the ball over or he'd go over two at the free throw line. And it was hard for Coach to continue to play him. Because you got to remember, you know, he had a game last year. He had 26 points in, in, in a ball game. Mm-hmm. So he's had some really good games at Arkansas. But this year, he, he's shooting free throws way better. He seems to be more confident, more dialed in. He had a little hiccup when he had a great summer. 
a great ball. He was one of the guys coach was bragging on nonstop. And then he got the hiccup, kind of getting banged up a little bit. And he missed four games with injury. He didn't even get on the plane to go to the Bahamas. He was not even with the team. Mm. And so coming out of the Bahamas, you don't know what Jalen Graham's future is as far as helping this basketball team. And he's gone back to what he was, the best inside scorer for this team. And, and he's doing well. His averages are going up every game. As you said, he's rebounding the ball better. He's much more active. His attitude has been outstanding, everything I've seen with it. And I think he's very, very determined to help Arkansas win. He's an old guy. This is a guy that's almost 23. I think he turns 23 during the season. He's an old player, and that's someone that can help Arkansas win a lot of games. Talking to Matt Zimmerman on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Um, do you see any effects, and you know this all too well, Coach, having been in the game as long as you have, with, with injury guys, a lot of times it's not always physical, it's more mental. Do you see any lingering uh, issues with Brazil, or you feel like he's full go and feels good? No, I, I have felt ever since uh, about October, going up and watching him, that he was pretty much full go. His surgery was in December of last year. He was he was almost over 10, 10 and a half, 11 weeks from surgery at that time, and I, I felt like he's overcame that pretty good. He's just had some games where he's probably not been as aggressive as Coach Musselman would like him to be, and there's been games he hadn't shot as, as well, and then that's kind of impacted his defense. It's impacted his, his energy. It's impacted him. You know, he's, he's a guy that he can beat most players up the floor at his long size, and the way he can run, I mean, he, you know, I, I think he's a guy who should have three or four dunks every game and flying around and and also defensively. You can't shoot over him, and so he can really impact the game that way. Um, I just think he's had some games he hadn't played well, mm-hmm. and he's gotten a lot of opportunities. Coach has given him 28 minutes a game. He has started every single game, and he's shooting it well. He's 44 of 88, and as uh, far as I know, 44 of 88 is 50%, yeah. and that's pretty good. I'm no mathematician, and, uh, but that sounds right. That's not 44 of 88. Good, easy numbers right there. And, you know, and, he's, and he's shooting, I don't know about right now, but we're going into the last game, he was well over 40% from the three-point line. So he shot the ball pretty well. His free throws are okay. But there's times that he has struggled a little bit in the flow of the game. And uh, I think that he, he could score inside. You know, he caught the ball the other day against Incarnate, and he drove to a little right-hand dribble strong to the basket, got hit, went through all that contact, powered up and scored. And I was like, man, we haven't seen that in a long time from him. We need that kind of aggressiveness from Brazil for sure. No doubt. Let me ask you about Devo. We're biased to him. He comes on with us every year. This is his third year, I think, doing it, and we love having him on. And He's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He can do a little bit of whatever you need him to do. I mean, obviously, he's played point. He plays off the ball fine, too. 14 points, six boards, six assists, and three steals the other day. Can't complain a whole lot about the performance. What, what do you see for his role going forward with Minifield, you know, getting increased uh, opportunities? Just doing everything that he does. As you, as you said, versatile, be the guy that is the energy guy, coming up with all the loose balls, making big baskets, get to the foul line, make your free throws. You know, there's so many things he can do. You know, this is a guy that his first year was two of 13 from the three-point line. And then last year, he made 47, 47 three-pointers last year after he made two as a freshman. <laughs> and it's not that the Hogs need him to, to make 60 or 70 threes this year. But, you know, he had not made a three-pointer since, like, the Furman game, which was like December the 2nd until the other day. And then he made three in a row right in front of Incarnate Word's bench. And 
He showed what he can do now. His three-point percentage is still at like 27 28% for this year. So that needs to rise up. But it was great to see him knock those three-pointers down. You could see his confidence go up. And, you know, I think he needs to be a guy that gets you 10 a game. He had dropped down to where he was getting, you know, six, seven points a game. And now I think now he's at about seven and a half points a game. I think Bebo's a guy that, you know, should be able to get you about, you count on 10 points a game from him in five rebounds and four assists and two steals and come up with loose balls. That's what you have to have out of him. He's another older guy, but he's been here. It's not like he's been here one year or been here two years. He's been mm-hmm. here four full seasons. Another kid, about 22 years mm-hmm. old, older, experienced player. I mean, this is one of the oldest teams in college basketball, Justin. Hopefully that pays off as we get into this 18-game league race. And I'm not like, hey, I want to win the NCAA tournament. But I also like win the SEC. And I, you know, all the people just write off conference. There's a reason you play 18 games in a conference. It's called a conference championship. Right. And uh, I, I think that we're not doing it just for, you know, hee-hee and ha-ha, are we? <laughs> and so let, let's, try to, let's try to see if we can go win this thing. And I think this team with this older bunch can, can be a factor in this race, be a big factor. Yeah. Not for craps and giggles, Coach. I see you working over there. We're talking to Matt Zimmerman if you're just tuning in. You don't have to say it. I'll say it, Coach. It's okay. Uh, Ole Miss, the only undefeated team in the league, Coach, and, and they're obviously their ranking indicates their schedule has not been as strong as some others. No. Uh, you know, Coach Beard settling in over there. What do you think about mm-hmm. Ole Miss? And, and how about just give, give me the overview of the the SEC, I guess, in the non-conference from your perspective. Well, I love talking about the SEC, and I usually love the SEC. I think the SEC can have a little better season. The SEC's been good, but, you know, we've not had a Final Four team since 2019. We haven't had an NCAA champion since 2012. Everybody in the in the whole southeastern part of the United States is about to, is, is about to have a fit today because we're not going to have an SEC football champion. Mm. We always have the SEC, you know, the national champion coming from the SEC, and we're and we always have a national championship team in baseball, it seems like. But in basketball, you know, we're going on 11, 12 years without that. And I do think the league this year can make more noise in the NCAA tournament uh, and have more teams than other than just the Razorbacks making a run. Ole Miss has been an impressive with that 13-0 and start. It really has been. They were not good last year. They were a bad basketball team and give Chris Beard credit. They're not the best team in the world. Let me just tell you, they they, they got a nice team. they got a lot of wins against Alabama State and Eastern Washington and Sam Houston, and that's great. But they also did beat Memphis. You know, and we unfortunately could not did not beat Memphis. Mm-hmm. And they beat Memphis at home eighty to seventy seven. They beat NC State. They beat Central Florida. They beat the California Bears. You know, so they have also they've mixed in three or four really good quality wins. And so I, I did get to see some of their stuff from their game against Bryant, uh, not Bryant High School, but <laughs> Bryant University, and they beat them by like 17 points uh, on Sunday. And so, you know, they, he's got them playing hard. He's got them believing. This guy can coach. Yeah, He's a good basketball coach, and he's got them believing, and it's nice in our league. But as far as the rest of the league, uh, there's been some good wins in our league, Justin. There's been some – Losses to Presbyterian and to Jackson State, and you know we lost to Greensboro and Kentucky lost to Wilmington. There's been some losses in our league that our league would definitely like to get back, which would would help our our net a little bit, mm-hmm. which obviously is very important going in the NCA. But um, South Carolina is another one. They were bad last year, 
they're twelve and one. Now they they haven't played as good a schedule as Ole Miss. Ole Miss' schedule I think's been decent, you know. But but give South Carolina credit. You take the team they had last year. It didn't matter who they played; they weren't going to be twelve and one. So Lamont Parrish has done a good job there, kind of getting them going. Mississippi State in bad. You know the teams I picked to win the league were Arkansas, A and M, Tennessee, and Mississippi State. And Tennessee at times looked like a, a team that can compete for the national championship. And then the next game out, they'll score forty points. <laughs> and they're a little bit different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kentucky. Um, you know, the Kentucky's going to be good enough to beat you. I don't think this is a phenomenal – this is still not the Kentucky that we saw for about a, a dozen-year period under Coach Cal. It's kind of the same one we've seen the last three or four years. They're good enough to beat you. If you don't play well, they'll beat you. But uh, Kentucky's got has shown some warts. Uh, Florida has had their ups and downs, and uh, the same way with Georgia. So there's a lot of teams. The team to me that's uh, – you know, the teams at the bottom are LSU, Missouri, and Bandy. Mm. And those are the games last year. We lost some of those. And when we get to play the LSUs and the Missouris and the Vandys, uh, and we play two of those teams twice, LSU and Mizzou, mm. you know, ho- hopefully we can win all those. Yeah. And so uh, that, that's nothing against those teams. Right. I, I wish them all the best. But uh, the, fa- the fact is the fact. The fact has been November in December basketball, they struggled so far. Sure. I got a chance to see Missouri last weekend with uh, with UCA. Yeah. And, um, they played pretty good against UCA, didn't they? Yeah. No, Missouri played well. I, I mean, I, I I still think that's a good matchup for Arkansas, though, in watching them. You know, and I obviously saw Oklahoma in the game before, a team that's already beaten Arkansas. But I think uh, – I, I didn't think a ton of Missouri, although they played well that particular day. Let's talk about yeah. Auburn. That's the one team we really haven't mentioned, Coach, and that's who Arkansas has got up first in Fayetteville. Ten and two, and, yeah. you know, they, they put 100 on Indiana earlier this year, yeah. um, and their losses, I mean, they lost to App State, I guess, among, uh, I don't know who the, oh, the other one was that out of the gate, they lost to Baylor. Baylor. Yep. Baylor, yeah. um, mm-hmm. So, what do you think of Auburn, and how's that matchup work for Arkansas in the opener? I, I like Auburn. I think when, when it's all said and done, Auburn's going to be one of those teams that, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure they can get be in the top four, but they're going to be awful hard to beat at their place, and the racetracks don't go to Auburn this year, so that's that's a plus in the scheduling column for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we went there last year and lost. It wasn't ever really close. That's a difficult place to play. And most years in the league, since Bruce Pearl's done a good job there, Auburn has had some good teams throughout history. Charles Barkley and you know Wesley Person, and they've had, some, but they've never been able to sustain good basketball more than three or four years at a time. Give, give Pearl credit; he has. He's kept them very well. They were the last team to make the Final Four, 2019, the last conference team to go. And he has kept them very, very good. I think at the end of the day, they'll be they'll finish five or six in the league. They might finish third or fourth if they really do well because they have such a good home court advantage. They have struggled on the road the last couple of years. Every year is different. Johnny Brooms, their best player, the inside guy, he averages 15 and 8. They got a kid, Jalen Williams. He's been playing since Jalen Williams at Arkansas was playing. <laughs> he, he's been around a long time. He's had his ups and downs all around. And they got a good freshman guard, number one, Hayden Holloway. So Broom, Williams, and Holloway are, are their best players. And they've gotten good mileage uh, going into year four with Chris Moore from West Memphis. Now, he's not their lead scorer or anything like that, but he starts for them. He's a role guy. He's a tough guy. He's not going to shoot about once or twice a game. And he's a tough guy and plays good defense. So we'll see Chris. He'll be wearing number five. And uh, 
Dylan Cardwell's still around, a big post guy. They usually bring him off the bench. And then one of the guys that everybody in our league, most fans in our league know, he likes to get after people. He's an aggressive player. Uh, he's active with the officials. He's active with the other team. He's active with his teammates. K.D. Johnson, and he is still there. He's a Jeez. good little tough, hard-nosed player. Yep. And uh, he's been around a long time. No doubt. He's kind of like Jalen Williams. He's been – Jalen Williams is real quiet. You don't even know – you know, you don't see nothing out of Jalen Williams for them um, as far as like that. But just the opposite is his buddy that's been there a long time, K.D. K.D. Johnson, you know, he's – I like watching him play because he, he's so emotional. And yeah. He gets upset and he gets fiery. and But he's going to give max effort. I'm sure our fans – and KD will have an entertaining time together oh. for two, two and a half hours on Saturday. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, he was part of that uh, electrifying win by Arkansas over them a couple of years ago. I remember. So yeah, he was. Well, coach. Was. Yeah, we got to run. I appreciate the time very, very much. Thanks for popping okay, on with us, Justin. and uh, look forward to the call. Right. Got a one o'clock tip on Saturday for Arkansas and Auburn, and coach and Chuck will have the call. Twelve thirty pregame. You guys have a blast, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Justin. Take All right. Care. That's Coach Zeke. The man. Appreciate it.